Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Engineering Student Experience Podcast. I'm Paul Nissenson from the Mechanical Engineering Department at Cal Poly Pomona. Way back in episode 14, I interviewed two freshman engineering students named Monica and Jared who were wrapping up their first semester at Cal Poly Pomona. The purpose of that episode was to capture the thoughts and feelings of freshman engineering students as they were just beginning to adjust to college life. High school students who go back and listen to that episode can get a better idea of what to expect at college and to hopefully avoid some of the common pitfalls that students can fall into early in their college career. Joining us in that episode was Dr. Jessica Perez, who's a faculty member in the Electromechanical Engineering Technology Department here at Cal Poly Pomona, and who has a lot of experience teaching and engaging with freshman engineering students. Well, a year has passed since that first interview was recorded back in November of 2019. In today's episode, which was recorded in December 2020, 13 months later, Monica and Jared are in the middle of their second year of college. Now, originally, it was my intention to follow Monica and Jared throughout their entire career as engineering students to give the listeners a sense of what typical engineering students go through and how they evolve over time. And unfortunately, nothing was typical about the past year. 2020, of course, was the year the coronavirus pandemic shut down in-person instruction across the U.S. and across much of the world. And students and faculty have had to adjust to online instruction, which has been very challenging for everyone involved. But despite 2020 being a very unusual year, I still wanted to continue following Monica and Jared since I think there's a lot of value in learning how engineering students can deal with a lot of adversity. During today's episode, Monica and Jared share how they've changed as engineering students and as people during the past year. They discuss getting used to the rhythm of college courses, the struggles and successes since our last interview, and how they've tried to maintain connections with classmates in this online instruction environment. They also discuss whether their long-term goals have changed, their hopes for 2021, and they provide some advice for freshman engineering students since they just were freshman engineering students not that long ago. As you might expect, the pandemic played an enormous role in shaping their experiences over the past year. It's pretty much dominated everybody's lives. Also joining us in today's episode is, once again, Dr. Jessica Perez, who helps put Monica and Jared's experiences in a larger context and, I think, makes the podcast a lot more entertaining to listen to. Before we jump into the interview... I wanted to mention that if you are enjoying this podcast, there are a few ways that you can support it. You can subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcast app, such as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, and many others. You can rate the podcast and leave comments on whatever app you use to listen to the podcast. And finally, you can help spread the word about the podcast by telling your friends and family and just anyone you think would be interested in this podcast. If you have any comments about this episode, feel free to email me at tesepodcast at gmail.com, and I'll place the email address in the show notes. I'll personally read each email, and I'll try my best to respond to them all. All right, let's catch up with Monica and Jared. I hope you enjoy the conversation. All right, I am on a Zoom call with three wonderful returning guests. Uh, first up, we have Jessica Perez, who is a professor in the Electromechanical Engineering Technology Department at Cal Poly Pomona. Welcome Hello. back, Jessica. Thank you. Uh, next up, we have Monica, who is a second year chemical engineering major. Welcome, Monica. Hello. And lastly, we have Jared, who is a second-year mechanical engineering student. Welcome, Jared. When we last met all together at the same time, it was about a year ago. Uh, it was November of 2019, and you, you both were finishing up your first semester uh, as an engineering student. And now we're recording in December 2020, so yeah, a whole year has gone by. And if anyone out there is interested in hearing all your 
thoughts about what it's like to be a freshman engineering student, they can check out episode 14. It might be useful for the guests who aren't going to go back and listen to that episode to get a little bit of an idea of uh, what your background is. So Jessica, if you could remind our listeners uh, about your background. Sure. I'm a assistant professor in electromechanical engineering technology at Cal Poly Pomona. And I met Jared and Monica because I coordinate the first year experience class for our um, college. And uh, they were both students in my first year experience class. So my specialty is engineering education. So that's my area of research. So I really look at how we can engage students. And so coordinating the first year program, as well as teaching core classes in my major is kind of where I live. And how about you, Monica? What should the listeners know about you? I'm a chemical engineer. I'm from Long Beach, so I went to Cabrillo High School. Yes, it's very far from Pomona, but um, I was commuting when we were going to school. And now I'm just home living the life. (laughs) And how about you, Jared? How would you describe your background? So I went to Corona High School and I was in the STEM Engineering Academy. So from high school on, I decided I wanted to do engineering and now I'm at Cal Poly. Um, And just like Monica said, um, I was commuting and now with quarantine and all, I'm just chilling at home, (laughs) doing what everybody else is doing. Now, I imagine a lot of our conversation is going to be dominated by uh, the pandemic since that's dominated everything since about March of 2020. So about nine months ago. But what I would like to hear about is what was your second semester like before the pandemic hit? And then how did it change after we had to move to remote instruction? And maybe Monica can go first. I felt like I was doing very, very solid because I already knew my plan, you know, like I already knew what I was doing. And then when we, when it switched to online and it was quarantine or whatever, it was a major like setback for me because I was, you know, when you're at home, you're not like just focused on school. It's like, oh, I have to clean or, oh, I have to help my sister with her school. So that kind of didn't help in a sense. I'm the one that's here with my siblings when my parents are at home. So it was really hard. And how about you, Jared? How, what was your school like before and after the pandemic hit and, and we had to move to remote instruction in spring semester? The online adjustment was really difficult for me. I was taking um, a few classes that were like really important for me to pass and when we switched over to online, I just couldn't keep up with time management with all the classes that I had planned on being in person for. So um, I ended up actually having to drop one of my classes to be able to keep up with my workload, which was online. And honestly, I really, really want to go back to in-person classes now because online school is just, it's changed the dynamic of learning so much to the point where it's like, I can't even enjoy being in class sometimes. Yeah, I think it was an adjustment for all of us. I know as an instructor, like you have to adjust, like how am I compensating my time now? Like, and trying not to just give more because everyone's at home. And I think that's the way initially a lot of instructors went was, oh, I'm not seeing you all the time. So I'm not getting that face-to-face contact with you. So I'm just going to give you more. And I think that was I think people have adjusted since then, but I think right in March when everything happened, it was it was crazy. And just trying to find that balance was really hard. So Monica, do you feel that in the fall semester, which has also been online, do you feel that the faculty or the instructors have gotten better at teaching in this online environment? Or do you feel like it's similar to spring? I feel like it's better, but like it's just the workload. They expect a lot. And it's like we take a lot of classes. So if I have like three assignments for one class and then another two, and then they're all due on the same day, like usually my assignments were due on Wednesdays. That was when like, you know, I was doing everything, trying to get everything done. So I just feel like the workload just doubled since we've been online. And how about you, Jared? Do you feel that the, let's say the quality of online instruction has changed from spring to fall? I would say overall, yes, it seems like the instructors have been doing a better job at trying to make online work, but it is hit or miss depending on which professor you have per class because some professors are going to run their classes differently. Some of them are just going to give you stuff that be, they're going to give you homework assignments that can be Googled and tests that have no cameras on, you don't care about. And then there's other professors who are going to 
make it the most strict cameras on. I have to watch what you're doing and make sure there's no cheating on this test allowed kind of deal. So it's really weird seeing the difference between the professors uh, and how they developed over Zoom and how we had to as well. <laughs> That's the way of the world too. Like it's always hit and miss with professors. Yeah. Do you feel like you've gotten better, Jessica, from have. spring to fall? Uh, for sure from spring to fall. But I think as a professor, I've learned to be more flexible too. Like I know I have like a three ring circus going on behind me. I can't imagine what my students have. And so just being more flexible and allowing some grace for people when, I mean, not all the time, but there is times where something happens and it's just, it's going to, we had a power outage over Labor Day weekend and we were out for four days and it was 120 degrees and I was miserable and had to go teach classes. And so that really, it was early in the semester and I really gave me a good frame to just be under, like, it's, it's cool. Don't worry about it. It's chill. Don't worry. Yeah. It was a lot and it was really hot. When we last talked at the, toward the end of your first semester, you were mostly focused on GE courses or some of the fundamental courses, uh, such as, you know, maybe physics and math. And you hadn't really got into any of your engineering courses yet. Have you started getting into your engineering courses much more now than you were in your first semester? Well, you see, that's a difficult question for me because I would be if I was able to pass my statics class. <laughs> so had I been able to do that, I would have been able to move on to the next four classes that are after that. But I am getting a, a bigger feel for engineering and the path that I'm walking with my major. It's a little bit scary trying to figure out uh, if I even chose the right path. I still debate that daily on whether or not mechanical engineering was the right choice for me or, or if I would have been better in a different field or maybe I'm going to change eventually and I don't know it. It's, it's weird to see how um, I'm going to have to mold my mind to the major in order to succeed in my life if I want this to be my career path, which is something that's a lot more scary to take head on than I thought it was going to be. So Monica, have you started getting into your engineering courses? I started this semester with intro chemical engineering and lab, which is um, horrible because I don't know, I'm not very good at programming. So I know it comes naturally to other people, but to me, it just doesn't. And um, like Jared said, I'm always like contemplating like, damn, was this the right decision? Like, should I continue with chemical engineering? which I know I want to, but it's always that, like, you're always thinking about it, you know, it's always in the back of your head. I know it's definitely something I want to do, but I don't know, I guess I have to think about it a little bit more because it's really hard. <laughs> well, and when you're not successful and you've always been successful in school, that really screws with your mentality. Like, I really never, I walked out of my strength and materials final exam and I was like, Oh, I'm switching my major immediately. Like I walked out, I was like, I did horrible on that exam. I felt horrible about it. Like it was awful. And I thought, oh, maybe this isn't for me. And then because I've never really struggled like that in school and like I can study and I can do everything, but at some point in time, if I'm not being successful, is it me? Or is it like, that's hard to walk through as a 19-year-old. Yeah, I remember the first semester, or it was a quarter at, uh, at UC Irvine, and I, you know, my first English class that I had, I think I got like a B minus or something like that, which is fine, you know, for, for college, but in, in high school, you know, I'd always get like A's in those classes, and it, it jarred me at first, uh, and, and I just remember that I was I just wasn't used to seeing this and I didn't know if I was not going to be successful at college at all. Uh, you know, was this going to be the beginning of me slowly getting C's and D's or was this something I had to like recommit myself to put more effort and more time into? Uh, and eventually, you know, I was able to recover in future, future quarters. But uh, it, when you first start out in college, it's such a different environment and it takes a while to get used to. And stereotype threat is a real thing. Like, just really feeling like that maybe everyone's right is really not meant for me, or maybe this really isn't for me. And having the courage to stand in your path, even when you're not doing well, is hard. I feel more comfort with you guys saying that, but it is definitely like it's just mind blowing that I was so good in high school. And like now it's like, I don't know, like what was I 
was the work not enough that I was doing in high school? Like, did that not prepare me for this? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a lot that I think about every day. And like, I know I want to be better and whatever. And I did try my hardest all these since the first semester, since we last talked, I've tried my hardest. I put all in it and I feel like, dang, I still can't do it. Yeah. And layered on top of everything is the pandemic, right? So you don't know how much of this is because now we're learning in a whole different way and teachers are teaching in a whole different way that they're not used to, or, you know, maybe the content is getting more difficult. And so that's actually going to be the next question I was going to ask you is, is do you feel that the, the content of your courses is getting more difficult as you move through your second and now third semester uh, at college? Difficult? Yes. And it's just my engineering classes. I just feel like it's going to get worse from here. Like if I struggle with intro, I'm like, man, (laughs) it's just going to get worse from here. I hope not. But like I said before, it's like you have to teach yourself in college. It's not like you, the professor only does enough. It's up to you to like go on YouTube and like search of videos that you could watch from other people, like other professors or whatnot. So I just feel like, um, yeah, it's not impossible. It's doable, but it's hard, you know? How about you, Jared? Do you feel like the content of your courses is, is has gotten more difficult over the last couple semesters? 100% has, yes. Just with my intro to engineering courses, I think it's been getting a little more difficult as I see what the major is really all about. Well, you guys have hung in there. Uh, you guys have kept going to your classes all throughout this pandemic. Why do you think that you've kept going on in the major, that, that you haven't decided to switch majors yet? I feel like I haven't quit because I'm not a quitter. Like, I'm not a quitter. And I just feel like if I, if I were to quit, I don't know. I just, I think I would be even more sad, I guess you could say. Like, I'm just, me personally, I'm not a quitter. Like, I don't care how much I struggle. Like, I will get it done. Like, I will get it done. And I really enjoy, like, when high school, when I first found out about chemical engineering, like, I really liked it. And I know it's the struggle before you're, like, a pro at it or whatever. I don't know. I just feel like I want to keep going because that's what I wanted to do initially and I'm going to get it done. How about you, Jared? Why have you kept continuing on through college and continuing on in your major during the past year? I think it's mostly just because, um, well, obviously there's financial issues there. So I've got friends who wanted to uh, drop out uh, during online classes and that was an option for me at one point, but I think it's just a better option for me to stay. in school now get it over with push through the classes that i can push through and you know see where i end up after three or four years of pushing through all my classes i know for myself i almost dropped out probably my freshman year maybe my sophomore year but i know it was my freshman year i was really discouraged with like my i it wasn't what i thought it was going to be like it was college but i was like this is not how you like see it i was very frustrated with it and I know, like, I really thought about dropping out my mom and, you know, then it becomes like a weighing of your options. Well, if I drop out, I'm going to work full time. I had two part-time jobs at the time. I didn't like either of them enough to work full time there because they were just to like pay for school. And so I think it becomes almost a trade-off like, okay, where am I in this entire realm and what's the worst option? So I don't want to do whatever's worst. I'll do the next thing that's a little bit better than that worst option. And I think going through that is normal though. And I don't think anyone ever talks about like, it's totally normal to feel like you want to drop out and quit. That's just part of the process almost. Like, did you ever really go to school if you didn't want to drop out at least once or twice or four times or more? It's okay. It happens. But I think that um, you romanticize it when you're done. Like, oh, college was so great. I learned so much because now it's done. Like, you forget the in-between when you're done. I think that's how most things in life are, right? That's why I have two kids. Yeah. I remember <laughs> yeah. what it was like the first time, the second one, when it never happens. And I, I also don't quit because in high school, I was told by a teacher that I was going to drop out my first year. Like he told me, like, he was like, no, you're going to be done your first year. I was like, damn, <laughs> damn. So, you know, I just feel like, that pushes me even more. Like he think that he thought that I was going to drop out my first year and look at me now, you know? So I don't know. I feel like that's motivation to me. Like just to keep going. And like Jared said, like, just get it over with. 
like just get it over with already. Yeah, and I can tell you that that usually it's going to be your second year engineering courses that are, you know, those are typically the gateway or the gatekeeper courses. And once you can push through those courses, it tends to get a little easier for people, not always, but it tends to get a little better because you've you've already to some degree mastered all the fundamentals and now they're going to use all the fundamentals to look at more interesting things in engineering. Yeah, if you keep pushing through it and you're able to get past those kind of second year engineering courses, you'll be in you'll probably be in good shape. Yeah. So Monica, are you getting used to kind of the the rhythm of college where you have, you know, 15 weeks for one class rather than like a whole year for a class in high school and are you kind of getting used to the idea that all your professors are going to have certain personality types and you have to kind of work with that and and you're only going to see them for a short amount of time each week instead of seeing them for you know a lot of time in high school. Have you kind of gotten used to that rhythm by now? Yes, yeah, so I've definitely adjusted since high school. I, I actually like having like different professors now and like getting to meet new people. And um, some some I do have the same students or whatever. So it's like it's just it's nice to meet new people and the new professors. Sometimes they're different teaching or like they're what they require or whatever for classes, but that's what keeps it interesting. <laughs> and how about you, Jared? Have you kind of gotten used to the rhythm of, of college? Oh, yeah. I think I've gotten used to uh, like our scheduling for our classes and what it's like to meet new people and professors in your classes. Obviously, some of that's been taken away since we're not um, in person, but like still through like meeting people on discord or through zoom calls like i still get that bit of college so it's still there but it, it could be better <laughs> so jared do you feel like you've you're maybe more comfortable now navigating the the college bureaucracy yeah i think so i think i'm a little bit more confident in my ability to um like keep on top of what i need to do and make sure that my my classes and my schedule are the way that I need them. And I'm, it's just overall life experience that I didn't have coming into college that I'm sort of picking up on now, um, which helped me just organize my life better in certain ways that I wouldn't have thought before. We understanding why I gave you the advice I gave you your first semester now. (laughs) What? Don't overload myself. (laughs) Oh yeah. I understand that (laughs) a lot now. Yeah. Y'all called me out for calling you, well, no, for saying you're dumb, but I didn't say you're dumb. I said your idea was dumb, but that's a different story <laughs> entirely. I like how we left that in the last episode. Thanks, Paul. Um, <laughs> told you I wasn't going to cut it out. <laughs> but uh, put this out either. No. Yeah. <laughs> All staying in. But, you know, being understanding limits too. I think people come in their freshman year and you're taking all GEs and you're like, oh, this is easy. It's just like high school. I'm going to take this many units next semester and it's all going to be in my core. You really, you really underestimate it, honestly. And um, like, I know, I know next semester I'm dropping my units. Like I'm probably going to only take like four or five classes. Probably, probably, probably four actually. And most of them are going to be GEs. So ho- hopefully we actually go back in fall. You know, hopefully that all works out and I'll be able to go back in person. <laughs> and uh, so Monica, do you feel like you have gotten kind of more comfortable knowing who to contact in the university about different um, different things that you might need? Definitely. I mean, I don't really, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say I don't feel comfortable like text, uh, emailing my advisors, but I know I have Dr. Perez and she's such a great help. I love her. <laughs> she's amazing. Um, I know I was struggling last semester um, with financial aid or whatever, and my support, my backbone was Dr. Perez. It's really important to make connections early to someone. Yeah. So in preparation for this episode, uh, I went back and listened to our previous episode from uh, about a year ago. And back then, Monica describes herself as a go-with-the-flow kind of person. Uh, Jared was very organized. He liked to plan far in advance. Monica wanted to become a whole new person. I think that the phrase that she used was a Monica 2.0 um, by the time that she graduates. And, and both Monica and Jared wanted to, to kind of fix their work ethic or at least improve their work ethic. So what I'm interested in knowing is 
what kind of changes have you noticed in yourself over the past year um, due to simply being in college and going through this experience? Well, definitely homework. So before I wasn't doing homework like I was supposed to. I thought that homework wasn't important. But now that I'm doing all the homework and like getting it done, like I feel like it helps me even more with exams and quizzes. And it overall gives me a better grade because, you know, you know, homework is most of the work that we do. Especially now since everything's online, it's like all homework, no classwork. It's like homework, homework, homework. Definitely, I'm still a go with the flow. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little more organized, but I'm still like, I'm a free spirit. Like wherever life takes me, it takes me. But yeah, I'm definitely um, better with my work ethic. Like now I'm like, okay, I got to do homework today from this time to this time. Like I'll even turn off my phone and like give it to my mom so that I'm not on my phone while doing homework just so I could get it done. Yeah, so that sounds like your time management skills have improved quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, I do something similar to try to prevent myself from checking Reddit too often. I, I downloaded this uh, uh, this add-in that will let me block certain websites for periods of time. So, you know, I, it's it's to prevent myself from giving in to, to actions that I know that I would do. Like, so it'll, I can block myself for three hours from going on Reddit or something like that. So you handing your phone to your mom is... It's probably a really good strategy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So Jared, what what changes have you noticed in yourself over the last year? That's honestly kind of a difficult question. I would have to say that I have become more go with the flow, kind of like just let things be as they are and take it as they come um, with not passing classes and not knowing what your what the future of your college life is going to be like it's very hard to try and plan ahead. So sometimes you just have to kind of sit back and relax and just let things unfold in front of you and then see where it takes you. I think that you bring up an interesting point, Jared. It made me think like, you know, if you've defined yourself as I'm a mechanical engineering student and then things aren't going exactly how, like, what does that kind of reflect on you? And it's not reflection on you. It's reflection on the circumstance, the class, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to like distinguish that as, I mean, even as an, a professional adult type person, I struggled a lot with defining myself by my job or by my whatever. That's my job is my job. That's not who I am. Like it's a very important part of who I am, but it's not who I am. And it took me a long time to get that division down. Like, and if, you know, the majority of your life is spent at school doing engineering stuff and then things aren't going the way you had planned. Like that's a hard kind of dissection in your brain to say, okay, this is how things are going. That says nothing about me as a person. It's I'm still who I am. I'm still a good, I'm still a good student. I'm still moving forward. I'm still a great son or a daughter or sibling, dog owner, whatever. My goal in life one time was to be a stay-at-home mom with no kids, but that's not really my working out right now. So, um, but you know, like it says a lot, it's hard to, it's hard to separate your personal identity from your professional identity. And I think in college, it's even harder because they're so entangled with each other. They're both developing at the same time. Yeah, definitely. If you get an F in a class, that doesn't mean you're a failure as a person. It just means in this particular semester with this particular content, maybe with this particular instructor, mm -hmm. you didn't meet the expectations of the instructor. And that's, that's really what it. Or there was a global pandemic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That too. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that really good idea. Yeah. The pandemic. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you guys say that because, you know, it has been the same thing over and over each semester. And it's like, I beat myself up every semester. Like you need to get it together. I like cry. I'm so frustrated. Like I'm just mad at myself because I know I could have done better, but then I'm like, I know I tried my best, you know? So it's just like, it's, I'm, I'm happy you guys said that. Like, that makes me feel really, really good. Well, and someone else's judgment of you is not you. Yeah, <laughs> that too. And, and I've had students in, in a class where they maybe get uh, an F one semester, and then I see them the next semester, and they come through, and they get like a B or an A. Uh, you know, and that's partly because they've seen the content again. Maybe they have different life circumstances at that time that are, are more favorable to doing well in class. You know, I, I don't really know the exact reason, but... It's very rare that I'll ever have one student not pass a class and they take it with me again and not pass at that point. 
So a lot of it can simply just be perseverance, you know, through, through that difficult time. And even with that part, it's like, okay, you fill a class and then you're like, should I take it with the same professor or give another professor a try? And then you make the mistake of giving the other professor a try. And it's like, dude, <laughs> not going to take it again. <laughs> so as you've been in uh, college now for about a year and a half, have you noticed that your, your circle of friends have changed? Like maybe you're not talking with or seeing your high school friends as much, and maybe you're communicating more with new college friends. And I know the pandemic has probably made this a bit more difficult to find new friends. But yeah, have you noticed that your 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 circle of friends have changed? For me, um, I still have two high school friends, which is my best friend and this girl that we used to always hang out with. But I've known them since middle school. But they they have pulled through with me these years or whatever. And I actually met a friend that goes to CSULB. She went to my high school, but we never talked in high school. So I feel like when we connected on going to universities, you know, that's how we connected and we bonded. And we were going through the same struggles, like her too as well. She changed her major. She was crying because, you know, they were about to drop her because she failed major classes or whatever. And um, I do have a friend at Cal Poly Pomona. I mentioned her last episode too. She's the one that lives in Montclair. And I was going to move in with her before this pandemic happened. And then boom, <laughs> everybody has to stay home. I'm still in contact with her. You know, we call each other every day, see how we're doing. Yeah, I don't I don't know. High school, we all take different paths. You know, I, I used to be friends with a lot of people in high school, but we all choose, we all make our own dis- decisions and, you know, people chose to do other things and they didn't agree with me or whatever. So, you know, we all grow up. We all outgrow each other. How about you, Jared? Have you noticed that your uh, circle of friends have changed? I, I remember in the last episode, uh, you were talking about how you were still staying in, in touch with some of your high school friends. Has that changed at all? No, not really. I I still keep in touch with uh, everybody that has been close to me for the past like eight years or so. Those those bonds at this point are more like family than I can never imagine. But the coolest part about college and meeting new people is just the sheer amount of people that I've been able to meet. Like if I look at myself from high school, I was like the shell of the person I am now where like, yeah, I was I was outgoing and I wanted to talk to people and meet new people, but I had no idea how many different ways there were to connect with people than there are now. And that's that's something that I've learned through meeting people. And obviously with the with the pandemic, that hasn't really helped it. Um, I'm still meeting people through through Discord, through classes we get in Zoom meetings and join the chats. And I've made 15 friends just from like two of my classes from Discord servers. That's amazing. Shout out to Discord. Yeah, everybody's on Discord now, which is really, really helpful because that that's like uh like normally like when we could get together in person, me and my friends would just, all right, let's get together. We got the book, let's study. Now it's like, all right, somebody share your screen on Discord, let's all get in a call, let's all talk about it for an hour, and then we play video games after. Or you know, stuff like that. So it's it 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 has helped keep the sanity of our social life together, you know. Yeah, I mean, if there's ever a time for a pandemic to happen, now's the best time because we have all this technology that we're, we at least can maintain some sort of social contact and maintain some amount of, you know, online instruction. Well, when I was in school, they would have been like, all right, go home, see you in a year or so, whatever, bye. We would have lost all of our instruction. Yeah. Um, when we last talked, uh, at that point, at the end of your first uh, semester, uh, you hadn't yet joined any clubs or organizations. And I think that was lar- largely because you both were commuting students at the time. Uh, have you joined any clubs or organizations? And and if so, do you feel like it's been a really useful experience for you? That's why I wanted to move in in the beginning of this year. <laughs> but then the pandemic happened. And, you know, I wasn't able to join any groups. But I really want to, you know, I really wanted to try the, the beginning of this year, but it didn't work out. How about you, Jared? Have you been able to join any clubs or organizations over the last year? No, I honestly don't really see a point in joining clubs um, for engineering if they're supposed to be hands-on when you're online. I think it's a social thing and it's something that's hands-on. It's better to do it in person. So we've talked a lot about what the last year has been like, 
Uh, but what I'd like to do is kind of shift gears and start looking forward to uh, the next year for spring semester of your second year and fall semester of your third year. It sounds like both of you are, are optimistic and, and hopeful that we'll get back to face-to-face -face classes in fall 2021. Uh, and I know that, that Jessica and I, and I think pretty much almost every faculty member is also feeling that as well. I miss being at work. I miss my office. I never thought I would say that. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it might've been fun for like a month, but uh, yeah. a year. Nine months is a little long. Yeah. A year's, a year's a bit long. So anyways, if we are still online uh, in the third year, at least at the beginning of the third year, is that going to impact your plans at all to continue on with school? Well, I was just thinking about that today. Um, I kind of want to take a break, just um, spring semester and then come back fall. Like just one semester, just to like get my life together, save up, pay for college or whatever. But I'm definitely going to continue with school because I want to be Dr. Monica. But I don't know. I just feel like online, like it just really isn't for me. It just really isn't. I've already adjusted, but I don't feel like it's enough to just like keep going on with classes and just keep failing them. Like there's no point in me continuing if I'm going to keep failing. Yeah, that, that's very understandable. If classes are going to be online in the fall, are you going to still come back, do you think? Or do you, you're going to take a second semester off? No, I'll, I'll come back. But I just really need like... I don't know. I just need a break. My, my brain is fried. Like it's, and it's okay to take a break. You know, it's not, it's, I just feel like it's okay to take a break, but not too long of a break. Cause then I'm going to get comfortable and I'm be like, Oh, I'm making money. So why go back to school? That's definitely not what I want to do, but definitely I want to take a break. Like I just want to let my go on a spiritual retreat or something because Lord, I need it. <laughs> so Jared, if we are doing online instruction still in the fall is that going to impact your or influence your uh, decision to to continue on with your education at that time probably not i'm gonna be very upset and mad about it but uh if we have to stay online then i'm just gonna have to do what, like what i said earlier just sit back take it all right just push through my classes uh as much as i would love to take a gap um i don't think that's an option for me just because of the way that I'm paying student loans and stuff. I don't, I don't think it's going to be uh, that smart for me to take a gap. I really would love to though. Like, like Monica said, my brain's fried. I'm sometimes I, I sit on my computer for 10 hours a day doing homework and I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. I want to go to sleep. I want to go watch TV. I want to do anything but work on schoolwork. So for sure. I think that's totally normal. I've watched a lot of Hallmark movies lately because my brain is just done and you don't really have to, I love Hallmark movies, but you don't really have to think a lot in those at all. <laughs> you could pick it up halfway through. You'll be fine. <laughs> that's, that's one of my wife's favorite uh, stations during the holidays. Actually, I leave her alone during those times. <laughs> um, yeah, Hallmark down, uh, downstairs on right now. <laughs> Will one day, whether it's fall of next year or spring of next year, um, we're going to eventually, you know, come back to face-to-face -face instruction. Uh, is there anything that you think that you're going to miss about having online instruction at all? Probably like just being with my family every day while I go with my little sister. Probably just seeing her every day. And I know it's going to take a big toll on her because, you know, these past months, all she knows is me, you know, like she's with me all day. She's. We, I play with her, you know, so I feel like, and then I feel like it's going to be super different when we go back to school, you know, in like in person. I feel like it's going to be weird at first because, you know, we've just been online behind screens, but I'm definitely looking forward to going back to school and I probably would just miss that just being with my family. And how about you, Jared? Is there anything that you think that you'd miss about um, having online instruction? So there are some classes that I've had an easier time with on online, and that's just because the professors have made them such like easy classes to do online. So I feel like that would be um, that would be something that I would be losing out on. But at the same time, it's a lot better to be in person having professors that are like 
really drilling the material into your head because um if you're just online just doing like busy work and getting a's on everything you don't really like think about it more than that in the grade then you're not learning the material that you need for your future classes and that's that's what i feel like i might be doing at this point is with online learning i'm learning i'm taking like my last physics class or my linear algebra and differential equations class and those are classes that are fundamental for what i'm going to be doing in my upper uh, division classes and i'm not mastering them the way that i think i should be so that's that's going to be weird um like monica said too it, it's going to be a weird social dynamic seeing how people come back are we going to like wearing masks are we going to have to have six feet apart next to our partner when we're doing work in class like how how is the dynamic going to change when we're actually going back into the classroom it's gonna be really weird also it's it's gonna be weird to see like how um every student that i've known has changed so like there's some people that i haven't seen since the pandemic started so it'll be weird to see like see them again and like i guess we can't shake hands anymore we have to do the elbow thing but you know what's up how you doing that that type of it'll be weird yeah. So, so Jared, what do you, th- what do you think or, or hope will change long-term, let's say two or three years from now, based on this entire online teaching experiment that we've all been doing? I would have to say um, maybe we'll just get a more deeper understanding of how students learn. I think for me, like as an instructor, I've definitely learned more flexibility right? And like really paring down to what's important as opposed to just a stuff. But I think it's been interesting too, because oftentimes some of my students don't like to turn their cameras on, which makes me sad, but that's okay. I like to think that I'm talking to myself into a black hole of nothing because it makes me feel very sane. But in thinking about that, like the only thing I have to go off of is they're great, like what they give to me. And so I've been much more objective in things. Like I don't necessarily, and it's sad, it's good and it's bad. Like, you know, I have been very clear with my students, like I developed a rubric, please don't put your names on anything. It automatically goes to where you are. So I don't need you, you don't need to put your names on stuff, like turn it in online, it's tagged to you. But it's made my grading much more clear for students, I think. And I've developed a much more one-on-one relationship with students that because I would have not, I don't have that big class interaction necessarily to like feed off of each other. Monica, is there anything that you hope or, or think will change two or three years down the road because we've all had this experiment of teaching online? Definitely. I feel like both instructors and students now understand the struggle of being online. So I feel like that will help a lot, like in person, because I don't know, like um, Dr. Perez said, being flexible, learning how to be flexible, learning how to understand other people, like that we do things every day. Um, We all have different situations that we're in right now. So I just feel like it's a better understanding for both instructors and students. I mean, my kids have been on Zoom pretty much every single class session at some point in time. Like everyone knows my kids now or the dog or the cat or whatever, because like I said, there's stuff going on. And I think it humanizes me a little bit to my students to some extent, but it also, you know, it's good and bad. I think it really had the entire pandemic has really shown light on the have and the have nots and like how much harder it is for some, like if you don't have stable internet, it's really hard to go to college. It's just the way it is. And it's sad and it's hard. And as instructors, I hope that we're understanding of students. Yeah. I'm, I tend to be more hopeful, I guess, maybe uh, naively. So I don't know, but uh, I, I feel that for so many people experimenting with trying to put content online that, that I'm, I'm hopeful that it will open up different possibilities of, of, of making content available 24 seven to students. I mean, I, I, I very strongly remember of me being both an undergraduate and graduate school studying for a final and realizing I have a gap in my notes or like whatever notes I wrote from four, you know, four weeks ago, don't make any sense anymore to me. And it'd be really great if I could hear the explanation again as it was explained by the instructor at that time, and it was impossible. 
I'm hopeful that, yeah, a lot of faculty will make more content available. Maybe they'll record the pre-record their lectures or who knows, right? But, but I'm, 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 I tend to be more hopeful long-term about this. Yeah, that definitely, I didn't even think about it that way. But yes, it's so helpful to like be able to go back and see what the professor said. Or That definitely helped me um, study for finals because I was going back, looking over the PowerPoints and seeing what they were saying, what they were talking about. And most of what they were talking about was on the final exam, you know. So that definitely, I did not think about that, but that's a good idea. Last time we talked... Monica mentioned that she wanted to get a PhD eventually, so she could be called Dr. Monica. And Jared uh, said that he was interested in graduate school to maybe become a professor one day. And it sounds like, Monica, you still you still want to get that PhD one day? Yes, definitely. I want to be Dr. Monica all the way, just like Miss Dr. Miss, Miss Dr. Perez over there. You know, I know that's a, I don't know, I just feel like, Oh, that's cool. Like Dr. Monica, like, yeah. My in-laws sent me a card and I was pissed because they addressed it like Mr. and Mrs. Perez. I'm like, oh, it should be Mr. and Dr. Perez. <laughs> See, I want to be like that. I'm like, oh, excuse me, I'm a doctor. <laughs> it's because my in-laws, I, I emailed them. I'm like, um, my title is Dr. Perez. Not that I <laughs> like, for, require anyone to call me Dr. Perez, but my family, my in-laws especially think it's really funny to like, note that I'm washing dishes on Thanksgiving. They're like, oh, look, the PhD is washing our dishes. Bruh. <laughs> like, excuse me, yes. <laughs> That's what the D is for in PhD, right? Dishes? Yeah, exactly. Dishes. Dishes. <laughs> How about you, Jared? Do you still have aspirations to maybe be a professor one day? Uh, it's definitely a thought of mine. Obviously, I still don't know entirely where I'm headed with engineering. Um, I, it's just more of a broad, I want to go this direction. And um, depending on what I end up seeing in my future classes that I enjoy more, I'll figure out which way I want to go in my career. But yes, every, I'm still very open to being a professor or um, just being an engineer, whatever that may be. I think too, I mean, Jared, Jared, if you don't mind me saying, Jared's a teacher's kid. And so every teacher's kid thinks that at some point in time because you've been around it your whole life. And so it seems very natural for teachers' kids to become some kind of teacher. Definitely helpful for you because, you know, your mom is a connect. You know, that's the main, that's the main connect for you. So and I would want to be an instructor too. be Dr. Monica. Yeah. That's what you do with your doctorate. Yeah, I want to be doctor, doctor. What were you going to say, Jared? There's no real push from my from my mom to do anything uh, like with instructing. Obviously, I've talked to her about it and all, but the real the real idea in becoming a, a professor or teaching a class for me would just be like to give myself more meaning in, in like how I want to show what I have and give it to other people in a sense. Like yeah, like impart my knowledge on other students, help them in what ways they can. Like that's the idea of it. So. If I were to become a professor, it would be if I'm not really doing well in um, in my engineering field or I'm not enjoying it or I don't feel like my abilities are being used the best, if that makes or sense. Or you are and you want to share your experience. Yeah, yeah. I know my mom tried to talk me out of becoming an instructor because she was an, she's a teacher. And so she was really mad when I told her I was going to be an instructor because she's like, why would you do that? And I'm like, cause I've always kind of thought that like, you know, if you have something that you're good at or that you're passionate about or that you love, you should share it. Well, if, if you do go to graduate school, you'll get lots of experience being a teaching assistant. So you'll get a flavor of what it's like and you'll probably know right away if it's something you want to pursue for your career. So uh, before I let you go, last year, your advice to incoming freshman college students uh, was to reduce long commutes if possible, because you both were commuting students. Monica, I think, said, believe your instructors when they say you better do the homework. And um, I believe Jared said uh, to make sure that you do a good amount of research into the universities that you're going to apply to. Do any of you have any new advice for high school students that are going to be coming in, uh, in, in the fall? I want to say it's okay to fail. You know, just pick yourself up, uh, do better, take the, take the disappointment or whatever, but 
make that your push to be better, you know, the next semester. Definitely still listen to your teachers about that homework. <laughs> study. When they say study, they mean it. Um, the study guides, you better open those study guides because they help a lot and continue just do you, you know? How about you, Jared? Do you have any new advice based on the uh, experiences that you've had over the last year? Yeah, I would say for um, future college students that are coming from uh, are graduating high school right now and applying, um, when you get into college, um, if you fail a class, if you uh, are struggling, if you've got stuff going on with life, just know that things will resolve themselves they will you will get past it if you fail a class it's not the end of the world and there's ways there's ways around every loophole that or not loophole. there's ways around every uh roadblock that you may find so just keep that in mind when when school goes online or you fail a class definitely it's not a linear path and i think people see it as just this like straight line i'm here i'm gonna be here here's my plan here i go ready set go and it just happens exactly the way you want it. Maybe your classes aren't lining up to like schedule appropriately, or you have other outside commitments, or you struggled in a class, or, you know, I don't want to take that professor, so I'm going to wait a little bit. And I think we've always presented this linear model of education coming forward, and it's not that way in college. Like, if you don't pass English 9, they just put you in English 10 or whatever, and not how it works in college you have so much choice it's hard yeah change is okay change is okay not everything goes as planned so it's like you know everything happens for a reason well and if you don't change then things always stay the same yeah and that's not the goal of your education is to make things that stay the same yeah yeah you got to become monica 2.0 right yeah that that part <laughs> So Jessica, Monica, and Jared, thanks so much for spending some time with me to, to share your thoughts during this very stressful period in, in all our lives. Um, I hope you all stay healthy, and I really hope that we can all see each other in person about a year from now and, and to see how Jared and Monica have evolved through their second and third years in college. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. I would like to again thank Monica and Jared for sharing their thoughts during the middle of their second year of college. I especially appreciate their willingness to open up about some of the struggles they've encountered over the past year. It can be really difficult to discuss moments in life where things just don't work out as planned, but I believe stories about encountering adversity and finding ways to overcome it can be very useful for everyone to hear. I also would like to thank Jessica Perez for joining me once again on this podcast. As always, she added a useful perspective and made the podcast a lot more entertaining to listen to than if I were just interviewing Monica and Jared alone. I really look forward to catching up with Monica and Jared about a year from now, in the middle of their third year of college, and learn how their perspectives continue to evolve over time. Hopefully, the vaccines that are currently being rolled out will allow that interview to be conducted in person instead of through Zoom. Well, take care, everyone. Be safe, and goodbye for now.